Hello podcasters, it's Richie here. As you have heard and suffered over the last few days, uh, Bush has been away on holiday. Uh, well, next week is the time for me to be on holiday as well. We're both off, but rather than leave you completely to your own devices, I uh, thought we would leave you uh, in our absence in a few of the bits that we've enjoyed the most over the last few months, so hopefully you'll enjoy hearing them again as well. And Bush and I will be back in your ears 5th of August. Don't be late. Okay, here we go. It's going to be a random topic that has many possible answers. Monica, you will have to say how many answers you think you can give in 30 seconds. Lawrence, you will then have the opportunity to claim if you think you could name more or less than Monica. And whoever thinks they could claim more will then have 30 seconds to do just that. And if they manage it, they win the tickets. Oh, yes. And if they don't, they lose the tickets. So let's play Who Claims Wins? Right, then here we go. Monica, how many Wimbledon champions do you think you can name in 30 seconds? And we're looking for any man or woman to win the singles tournament from 2000 onwards. What do you reckon? Um, three. <laughs> three? Three? OK, that's good. OK, Lawrence, do you reckon you can name more or do you want to challenge Monica to do those three? Um, four. Four for you, Lawrence. It's back with you, Monica. Can you name more or do you want to challenge Lawrence? No, he, I'll challenge Lawrence. Lawrence, <laughs> right, OK. You have 30 seconds, Lawrence. Year 2000 onwards, go. Um, Philip Paliwo. Um, uh, where, 2006, did you say? 2000 onwards. Luke, uh, Luke Savile. Um, Jeremy Chardy. Uh, oh, Roman Valant. Um, Nicholas Mohut. Um, Wesley Whitehouse. Um, uh, that's all I've got. That, um, is, that is time up. Of Lawrence, there, mate, Lawrence. What, what was who are they? Who are you naming? Um, oh, it's, it's hard work. I, no, I no, no, really no, 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 no. We were after like Wimbledon, uh, Wimbledon tennis champions, and I'd never heard of any of them, not. Oh, it's hard work. It is hard. It's it fair play. It yeah. is hard work. I'm going to look over at our judge here. I, I think it's. I'm afraid you didn't manage the four <coughs> there, Lawrence. Oh. So commiserations. Uh, it does mean uh, that Monica, you are heading to the Isle of Wight Festival. That's Blur until the end. Do you know what? I love that song. Whenever I hear that song, it always reminds me of doing GCSE French. <laughs> it's got a little bit of French in the background. <laughs> Isn't it weird that we all spent so long learning French at school and at one point in time, you've got quite a bit of French in your mind, enough yeah. to actually pass an exam maybe of it. Yeah. I've got a C, you know? But then that all disappears, it drains out. You know, like air coming out slowly from an airbed, a Z bed if you're kind of flattening it down. But and there'll it, always be a tiny little bit of air left always, in that Z bed. Just a little tiny little bit left. And I, I reckon everyone listening to this show right now has probably got one line of French left. That's all that's left <laughs> from that entire body of work during your GCSE. Pour aller à l'hôtel de ville. What does that mean? Please, could you show me the way to the town hall? Fantastic. I believe. And that's the weird thing. If you ever go on holiday in France, you panic and think, right, your brain searches for the only bit of French you've got. I ain't going to help Let's us. Let's go to the town hall, everyone. Let's play football in a church with your friends. <laughs> so, look, I got to thinking about this, right? Obviously, with that brilliant Blur song to the end, what if people texted the show with their one line of remaining French... The last thing you got left yeah, in your yeah, brain. Yeah. Tell us what it is. We'll record you. We'll call you back and record you, and then insert it into a special montage version of "To the End" by Blur. We'll play it tomorrow on the show. 
Marcel Uh, now, I've got to tell you about this. I've been dying to tell you a lot about this because it's been troubling me. My mate Adrian came out with an astounding statement the other night when we were out. He said that all houses have 14 steps in their stairs. And this has blown my mind because, A, Adrian is not, you know, he's got now to do with buildings. He's not one of those people who does DIY or anything like that. So I don't know where he's heard this from. I can't disprove it because I've gone home twice since I've seen him and I've forgotten to count my own stairs. <laughs> Uh, so we're asking people to get in touch with the show in a slightly uh, grey area for health and safety and do some live stair counting on this radio program. It is a given, I hope, that, <laughs> that they've called up that they're competent at climbing stairs. That's what I'm really hoping here. Let's go to line one and say hello to James. Where are you calling from, James? Uh, I'm calling from Loughborough. James, are you going up the stairs or down the stairs, just out of curiosity? I'm going to go up the stairs. Go up and the stairs. I'm really unfit, so I may get out of breath by the top. That's right, we know you feel. Could you please start going up the stairs and counting the steps now, James? OK, yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, one. seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, and I'm up. Oh, oh he's That's still one out. <laughs> one either way is good for us. Oh. And, and it's a flat landing. There's no, there's no steps up to any bedrooms or anything. No, Adrian's talking a load of golf. Ah, this is like a choose-your-own-adventure getting that description there. <laughs> to the north is a door. Uh, on line two, we have Mel. Hello, Mel. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Hanworth, Middlesex. And are you going up or down the stairs? I'm going up as well. OK. Oh, it's weird how everyone's going up. Isn't it? Yeah, do climb carefully, Mel. Take it away. One, two, three, four... Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Yes! yes! Get in. Adrian's right. Is your mind blown, Mel? It is blown, actually. I've never, I, I've never, uh, never had it before, really, I don't think. So, yeah. Wait, anyway. Well, out of two calls so far, it's 50-50, so I don't think you can actually say scientifically Adrian's right yet. If you've got one more call there, that could tip it either way. And that one call is Stephen. Hello, Stephen. Oh, hi there. You have our casting vote on this, my friend. Where are you calling from? Weymouth. Does he sound like he's going up the stairs or down the stairs, Richie? I think he's a South Coast boy. I reckon he's going down the stairs. Going down the stairs? Uh, no, sorry, Richie, I'm oh. going up. Oh, right, OK. Well, I called I that really wrong. went upstairs and came down, but... Well, uh, no, it's fine, that's For fine. another show. Yeah, different uh, Right. <laughs> was his name, was his name Stephen. Terry? Stephen. Like I said. Uh, take <laughs> it away, Stephen. OK. One, two, three, four, five... Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. <laughs> wow! Stephen, that's great. What happened halfway up the stairs? I thought he was getting in the loft. <laughs> it, kick, it, it kicks back on itself. Okay. okay. Dog leg to the left or right? I'm going left. Yeah, right, I'm afraid. Oh, well. You can't read this bloke. You literally can't read him. Uh, mate, lovely to speak to you, and that confirms Adrian's ruling there is indeed 14 steps in every household set of stairs. Home time with Bush and Richie. With Tesco Mobile.
Good manners and etiquette are of paramount importance in today's busy society, and that extends to all forms of public transport. The British Transport Social Police exists to keep the peace across the UK, not just in the quiet coach. FaceTime on loudspeaker, sushi in a packed commuter train, we must remain vigilant. And although we all have a part to play, we advise you never to directly engage an offender. Leave it to the professionals to deal with these hardened criminals. The British Transport Social Police. See it, snap it, tweet it. Home time with Bush and Ritchie. Weekdays, four till seven. With Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. It's home time with Bush and Ritchie. And the one and only Jared Butler is still here. And we mentioned earlier on about the British Transport Social Police. I have to say, I hate it when older women don't get up and give me their seat. <laughs> it's like, I'm a big strapping lad. My, my frame yeah. is heavy on my body. And sometimes they just sit there and I have to, I, I mean, I've literally sometimes had to help them up. You need a badge um, for something like that. You yeah. should get a badge. Yeah. Yes. That would be By good. By the way, I was actually in LA last week sitting on a bench in the middle of this shopping centre eating an egg sandwich going. Uh, you're one of those people. I hope people are forgiving <laughs> of, of me because I couldn't find the, the, the play. I, I bought it from the sandwich sandwich shop and there was no seats outside so I end up sitting in this this um, shopping centre going oh my god I hope people are understanding <laughs> <laughs> anti-social no social police but you just reminded me by the way I remember my mum she is the social police and I remember her telling me she was on a bus years ago and all these guys were shouting and swearing and she went over and said will you boys this language is disgusting and will you please pipe down I can't believe there's other people on this bus and my mum used to do that a lot right and sometimes yeah, yeah. when I was around be oh my oh, you're god you're going to get me it. killed yeah. and then she sat down and she was convinced they were going to come over and give her a kicking and she says at the end one of them walked over as they were getting off the bus and he said I'm so sorry ma'am I'm sorry for doing that brilliant and it was That's like it. yeah she was our so, first officer that yeah, is exactly first officer yeah My little scam of buying a burner brolly earlier on this afternoon is beginning to go down badly here. I've had a text saying that TSB give away free umbrellas. Uh, red flag for Michael from Ellesmere Port, who's been texting us about burner girlfriends, and Richard, who's gone on about burner pants. You're both on your final oh, warning. Oh, dear. Deary me. Tracy has a burner item for us. Tracy, hello. What we got? I've got a burner pop-up tent that was a temporary loo. At the right. Isle of Wight last year. Wow. Okay. How does, how does that work then? Explain the theory behind that. So me and my friend were going to the Isle of Wight, but we uh, we need to use the loo a lot. So we had a bit of a panic about using their loos. So we mm-hmm. thought if we bought a kids' pop-up tent, we could go in there and have those little bags called pee bowls that you wee into, and then it goes hard and you can throw them away. Oh, that so is so we, horrific. We, we, we bought a kids' pop-up tent. We did a bit of a dry run on a dog walk to see if we could get in and out. <laughs> Oh, and then, mate. Um, we got to the Isle of Wight and, yeah, we got a bit scared about using it. <laughs> wow. A sacrificial tent. Little tiny toilet inside a children's tent. You'd yeah, pay uh, like... 600 quid a month for that in London for rent. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Have you ever eaten cereal face to face with anyone before like this? Standing up, this yeah, is really unusual. Have you ever gone for cereal on a date? <laughs> uh, we are doing live cereal mixing based on your suggestions yesterday. Cereal fusion. Cereal fusion. To give it its title, thank you, <laughs> Richie. What have you been writing down? <clears throat> I've been making notes. Oh, here we go. Uh, because obviously I've gone for the uh, the quintuplet. I've gone frosted shreddies, right. Wheatos, crunchy nut cornflakes, crave, and curiously cinnamon. That's outrageous. It's a little bit like going to the cinema and having revels. Okay. Because you don't know which 
which cereal is going to be the dominant taste in each spoonful that you have. The Jeopardy, though, I imagine is quite good. You never know what you're going to get. But I'd say there's probably two that are coming out the most, and that is uh, the Crave, because every now and then you get the explosion of the chocolate parcel. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's an unfortunate oh, well. phrase, that. And... Um, <laughs> I think I had that happen to me once on the way back from a night out. <laughs> <Was it>? <laughs> um, or the curious to cinnamon. <laughs> we all have them. What is your baby right now? Uh, Dave, hanging on to talk to us. Dave, what is your baby? I've written a pantomime and it's keeping me awake at night. It's become more than my baby. Dave, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I thought um, all the pantomimes were kind of set. You've written a brand new one then, Dave, yeah? Yep, that's right. What is it? Um, it's Flash Gordon. Gordon, <laughs> <laughs> Dave! I wasn't expecting that. that. Neither was I. That's incredible. It's set in the 80s, and uh, the idea is Ming that has uh, stolen all the music. So Flash and his uh, Dr. Zarkov, like, they have to go to his planet to have, uh, have guitar battles and sing-offs to get the music back. There's a lot of oiled-up outfits and stuff like that going on, a lot of bronze yeah, chests, isn't there? Yeah, leg warmers. Yeah. One right. last pitch. I mean, if your baby is the panto and you're worrying about it and all that kind of thing, surely there's there's room for a couple of little plot tweaks for some hapless DJs or something. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, well, it is a party scene, so, you know. There you go. We could be DJing in the background. Yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave. consider us booked in. Quite a big thing when you change jobs and hours because you get your own little routine sorted out and then suddenly everything's changing and we're getting home a lot later and everything. And I don't know about you, I, I'm quite tired and hungry when I get back. Oh, got to get a whole new rhythm going. Completely, quite hangry. And then I just kind of walk like a zombie into the local shops and try and buy stuff. And I, w- I went into the co-op in Leon C last night when I got home and I was on the hunt for a bargain. And near the till was what I thought was the oops section. You know the yeah. oops section they have in shops which is like reduced or damaged items or whatever. Yeah, they're, or they're... near the old sell-by date. Yeah. Yeah, cut price stuff, that kind of thing. So anyway, I started rummaging through the oops section, hand in there, pulling out all these bits and bobs or whatever. And I realised, just out of the corner of my eye, that the people in the queue for the till were looking at me in what appeared to be horror. And I thought it was a bit weird. It was only then it suddenly dawned on me. I stepped round a little bit. It wasn't the oops section. It was actually a collection basket for food for the homeless. Oh, no! Oh, no! How bad is that? Can you imagine what they thought of me, those people? It's the new home time guy. Oh, what's he doing? He's nicking food out of the mouths of the homeless people. Bad man. There you go. That's what we enjoyed anyway. Hopefully you did. If you did like it, there's over 100 podcasts that you can go back and listen to. And uh, if you do like them as well, uh, subscribe to them, like them, rate them. It helps. It's good for us. And just in case you didn't set that reminder in your phone, we're back 5th of August, 4pm, home time. Be there.